Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! Welcome to another episode of your friendly Marketing Money Podcast. We're back from a uh, little layoff, but uh, scheduling scheduling conflicts tend to uh, happen in the world when you actually have to have a job and make a living versus uh, just podcasting for the sheer warmth of hearing our voices, right? Podcastry. Podcastering. Um, so a couple things before we get into the... Uh, Continuation of our eight things of the four C's. If you're following along, we've done the content, the grade eight, the hateful eight. We've done connection. We've done the grade eight. Today, we're going to talk about the hateful eight. So it's a complainery podcast, but what else, what, 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 what else are you going to listen to? When, yeah, when would we not? What else are you going to listen to? So I've talked to you about this in passing. Someone, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, some brand area, needs to write an article called The Curious Case of Southwest mm. and do a deep dive, some type of survey and stuff, because that used to be the company that was like the brand everyone bragged about. I mean, it was up there with the Nike, the Starbucks. It was Southwest. Fun. The heart. We love Southwest love. And something happened. Maybe it was like right before the pandemic or around then, but in the past three years, I feel like there's a little, the sheen is worn off that brand or company and not only that but like this isn't given i'm giving an opinion but i I told you i'd been to two in-person conferences over the past three weeks or so and at both of them one of the keynote marketing speakers brought up southwest unbeknownst the other separate like not connected at all and had the same almost eerily similar description of you know, we always get up here and pump all the good brands. Someone says, well, tell me about a mistake, a brand or something. And, and Southwest was one. The guy immediately said Southwest is one right now that they feel like both of them, the, the, the people said, has somehow come out of the last two or three years with a negative attachment versus the positive. But they couldn't say exactly what it was. Mm. Just that like – and so it, they got in like, you know, it used to be friendly and everyone liked the cattle call. Now they don't. Yeah. Um, Which full disclosure to our audience, I've always hated you Southwest. You hate the cattle call. I, I've I've not liked. I don't care how smiley, uh, uh, whatever uh, flight attendant the cheese is. factor is and all that. Yeah, I I the jokey like like I was um, in exit row, and they're like, if you confirm that you can do an exit row, say the name of your favorite animal, and I'm just like. We're gonna fly hurdle through the air at like four miles an hour at thirty thousand feet. Let's can we can we take off? The guy next to me refused. He's like, I will say yes or no. I'm not like I'm not playing your animal game with you. <laughs> he was even more of a jerk than I am. I get and and look, those of you who know me, I'm not curmudgeonly. It's just like you just put me through the anxiety that I had that 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 Forrest Gump the movie played up of like, can I sit here? Yeah, I mean like. That is the experience of Southwest to me. Now you want to joke, like, and 
it's it's not fun. Like the yeah, I think you know society's at an all time high with anxiety from everything I read. Um, this isn't my opinion. This is what I've read. I, I know people that are way they're fine, and people that are super anxious now just because I of, don't know anybody that's better because of the pandemic. Well, pandemic, war, weather. Yeah. I mean, there's a gas prices, inflation. Like there's yeah. a lot of yeah. negativity going on right now. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody here that's like. Other than maybe their stock valuation or something, not here. I'm, I'm anywhere that's better off than they were in 2019 mentally or mentally, whatever. Mentally, some people yeah. have more cash, yeah, but the value of the cash is less. Yeah, so it's like, oh, I'm making more money now. Yeah, but it doesn't buy as much as it did. Like, you know, would you rather make a dollar and have something that costs a penny, or would you rather make two dollars and have something that costs a dollar fifty? I yeah. mean, it's like it. So there's a, there's that. Uh, I will tell you what brought the thought of Southwest up though is because. I just celebrated, I have a Southwest Chase, shout out to Chase May, credit card. Mm -hmm. And this is because I like the points and they're a value discount airline. And typically when you have a family of five like mine, we have to, I'm not, I'm not flying fancy when I go Mm. to other places. Yeah. I got to fly on that budget. Yeah. Because, you know. We're rich, but we're not rich, rich. Five kids spread out all over the place yeah. because of the cattle call. Yeah, exactly. You go over here, you go over here. It's Kid. really good. Like the one that's acting up, just you go the back. Yeah. But Which is, that would be like a good skit. Maybe. Like an SNL skit. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, but anyway, uh, they sent me a big thank you for my 10-year anniversary. Yeah? What'd you get for your thank you? Well, Because I'm assuming it's going to be pretty lame. That's the problem. I don't know. They sent a direct mail piece that says, Happy 10-year card member anniversary. Invite friends and earn more points. Well, thanks. 10 years of my brand loyalty, and you want me to invite friends. For their benefit. For their benefit. You can earn up to 100,000 bonus points per year when you refer friends or business owners who get a Southwest Rapid Rewards credit card. They have to get the – they turn you into a salesperson. So because of my 10-year anniversary, they ask me – to sell my friends or family or co- coworkers, whatever, more cards mm. for them. So I'm already off on, that's the opening salvo on their direct mail piece. As I flip it, it says, here's to many more. So, mm. okay. At Chase Southwest, we want to thank you for, for being one of our most loyal customers. Okay. Okay, thank you. To celebrate our years together, we've got some anniversary thank yous to choose from. And then they give you a web address. Guess what? Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. I tried it on Safari. Yeah, what, I tried it on three different browsers. Uh, tried it on, um, like, just doing it on my phone with, like, a different, like, is it Wi-Fi? Is it this? Is it the web? The website's broken. It's not. Have you tried it again lately? Uh, n- not since I tried it, like, yeah. five. T- I'm not going to waste more time. Yeah, to your point. I, I just wondered if it. Like, no, I thought maybe well, I mistyped it. I made yeah. a Johnny mistake. Well, you sent it to me, and I, I, you're like, you even were like, can you get to this web address? And you couldn't. Yeah. So two. Pro- or, or I took all your rewards, and like I'm going to come in with a bunch of Southwest swag. Please do, please <laughs> do. So let me tell you a couple mistakes here on the connection side of things. The web address they send you is anniversary underscore Southwest card anniversary dot com forward slash ten year. Way too long. To, yeah, Way for, too long. For you to type in. To type in. I mean, the Southwest could go by 10year.com or 10yearsw.com and just send you to it. Or, since they're in vogue now, how about just a QR code on the mail piece and says, hit this with your phone to get your reward. Sounds like what we call in the in the marketing world, dark patterns, where you... They want breakage. It, they want it, you to see this and go, yeah, I did great, 
but then I can't convert on yeah. whatever my prize. So we I don't, don't really want to give you anything. So here's the deal. My anniversary prize that they're offering here. Is it working now? My anniversary prize could be 100,000 points or it could be a, a dancing meme gif or something. I don't know what it is. You know, it's too hard to type in, number one. There's mm-hmm. many more convenient ways. Number two, why why is there why did this not come to me in an email? I didn't get an email. Yeah. So they took time to mail something. And the first message on the opening is to invite more people. Yeah, and, pretty pretty abysmally low card. And then it thanks me with the cross person from uh, Chase in Southwest. And then it has pictures of their five different cards and I can order. No, no, it says, and then it wants me to share my um, anniversary experiences with them because, you know, I'm, I'm planning a big trip for my 10-year credit card anniversary yeah. uh, on Instagram and Facebook. So then it asked well, me course. to do that. Uh, and then the back page has nothing, and it just says a big thank you from us. So I'm, I'm giving this uh, on a 1 to 10 scale about a 2. Why two? I mean, it's, there's no value to it. Uh, but, I think that's a zero. Because at least they reminded me that I had the card. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, so like, but... Yeah, so if I if I'm these guys out there, I don't know who they are. Well, it's funny when the big guys get it wrong, and they get it wrong a lot. Yeah, because you just assume like they've got all this technical expertise and all that stuff. Well, and th- well everybody this... like looks, up, you know, I mean, to the to the big guys, and not not a big mistake for their brand because a lot of those things will happen in individual. And I don't pockets. think direct mail really impacts. It can, but I don't think it's a big brand impact. Yeah. It's a sales piece. Well, yeah, but yeah, Bobby's our producer speaking. Southwest didn't Chase did. Chase did. Okay, well, this this makes it even more interesting because this is a bank marketing podcast. Uh, and I'm a Chase customer, not trying to hate on Chase, which I know the sound is, but now I'm confused. Yeah, because Chase sent it out, just what, what y'all couldn't hear. Well, the cover has a Southwest logo and a Chase logo, but the big logo is a Southwest logo. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I mean, all the, you know, issuers will do co-op and all that. So, so. could they hear what Bobby said? No, no, no. He, so, so Chase, Bob, Bobby, our producer, shared some information with us. So, um, slight correction, was sent out by Chase, not by Southwest. Yeah, but, the, so but is, it's confusing. The yeah. piece is confusing. Well, yeah, I mean, so we know major issuers with all of our banks will pay for marketing or do marketing yeah, on co- their behalf. Co- co-brand, co-op. Yeah, um, and also, the reason Bobby knows that is because there were so many complaints to Southwest. So beware your co-marketing. Yes. That they had to issue a statement that they didn't send the piece out. Yeah. So, I'm assuming they have a... Have a but do they have a website to go to? Uh, yeah, basically you just drop anniversary underscore and it works. Okay. But it doesn't work. So the community forum provided the correct link that was incorrect in the direct mail piece. So so you have to go deep diving for your gift. Do, do we know what the gift is, Bobby? Um, I don't. Apparently it's different depending on your anniversary. Okay. Some it, people said it was 500 points, which wasn't worth it, but that wasn't for a 10-year. Uh, so anyway. Which Bo- is hilarious Bobby's because saying I was going to say, like, why didn't you just give like 500 yeah, points? Yeah, Bobby's saying his points. Um, and 500 to maybe a thousand points or something like that, because, uh, the one on there wasn't a 10 year that he saw uh, a thousand points is like 10 cents in point dollars, right? Yeah. It's, I think, um, (laughs) so with, uh, with Hilton, every a hundred thousand points is like maybe $200 or $150. Yeah. It depends on the stay and where you are. How many points did you say? A hundred thousand or $10,000? A hundred thousand is like $200, I think, something like that. Um, so anyway, um. That's yeah. That's yeah. It is. It is because I just stayed in the room okay. and it was fifty thousand, and the room was like a hundred and ten bucks uh, or something like that. It was a Hilton Garden Inn type. But I'm telling you, I know the points because I yeah. I used them, 
and I saw what the price diamond was. Platinum. So yeah, Di- diamond platinum, double diamond platinum, whatever. Jim Duggan, <laughs> but uh, um, <laughs> but anyway, so swing and a miss here. Uh, again, we talk about marketing on this podcast. This I didn't even know who the direct mail piece was from because it is very Southwest branded uh, and is in their script and their color. Thanks, thanks for the help. Issuing bank. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, long story short, uh, nice mistake. Well, you we have this conversation why people are so protective of their brand. It's like, a great example. Like what? Why Apple is so like? Don't you don't put Apple on anything for Apple Pay and all that? Like this is why. Yeah. Somebody put. I mean, th- I'm looking at it. Looks like a Southwest piece. Yeah. The the colors. I mean, this is a Southway Southwest piece from Chase. Yeah. So anyway, I, I want to bring it up as a fact that uh, triple check your website, make it easy on the consumer, use modern adoptive technology. QR code is not new at all. It's from like the mid 2000s, actually. But my point is Toyota invented it. Tri- triple check this stuff. Make sure it works, especially if you're going to mail this out, because now I'm disappointed because I don't know what my prize is. The pro- Bobby, the producer, figured it out uh, because I got tired of chasing it. So uh, uh. <laughs> no, uh, no pun intended. Uh, so anyway, that leads us to a, another uh, another good discussion here, Mr. Mabus. Uh, well, I'm, I'm just showing you that the it, it what Bobby showed does work. Yeah, what Bobby showed, not what was yeah in the in the not the link in the mail piece. So Bobby took the time to Google and deep dig on community forums and find out what the actual prize is uh, or the, how the to URL get there. Is wrong in at least two places. Yeah, yeah. So. Anyway, interesting piece. Um, I don't know. It's just it is what it is, and, and you know I'm not. It's not good. I, I'm not canceling my credit card. No. I'm still going to use it and use my points and fly my family. So again, they didn't lose a customer or anything. I'm just saying as a marketing thing, it's it's a big swing and a miss. Yeah, I think flying right now, and I mean it's there's so many post pandemic issues and all that. I, I read a um, a thing, and, and airlines have made canceling a flight relatively easy now. I will say that due to, you know, if you have, you know, a pandemic related issue or whatever, where it used to be like, buy our flight insurance. Like I've done this, I think you've done it. And I couldn't make the flight. And I was like, hey, okay, I'm here to collect. And they're like, you have to send us like a doctor's note where it's like, not like you had a cold, but like somebody died. Somebody had like major surgery. Like, like look at the fine print of flight insurance. That's all I'll say. But um, John Acuff, a uh, speaker from Nashville, saw uh I think Mary Megan actually sent to me that like he's been booking for every event he's got to be at. He's booking two flights. Yeah. And just canceling because they have the free cancel. Yeah. yeah. So if one, I did this, I mean, I had to drive to, um, um, to Oklahoma city to see, um, no, 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 it wasn't Oklahoma city. I had to drive back from Oklahoma city. I went to see a friend, Natalie Bartholomew and, uh, uh, Jill Castilla, at, uh, citizens bank. Where was that? Where'd I have to drive? Oh, I had to drive to Kansas City because the the flight was canceled. I would I would get there two uh, Dallas. days. Yeah, it was two Dallas. Day. No, 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 I had to drive back from Dallas on the way from. Anyway, it's been a nightmare lately. Have you seen the? <clears throat> there's these hacks now to where like you know they say no change fee, and so you go buy a cheaper flight, and then change it to the date you want to fly, and they don't charge you a fee to change it, and you get a cheaper flight. Like that's the new kind of hack thing I've seen on social Save media. Save twenty five dollars. Yeah, and whatever, and you get in the D cattle call, and you're in the back with a parachute. But anyway, yeah. So anyway, let's move to the uh, the old uh, since we were hateful. And let me disclose here: I'm a Chase customer. I like what they have. Their stuff is is 
amongst my other banking relationships. Most of my stuff's obviously with Renaissance, my own bank. So I'm not hating on them. I'm just talking about the piece. If we can't talk about uh, good and bad marketing pieces, then what's the point of having the podcast? So I don't want somebody to be, oh, they were hating on that bank. No, not hating on them at all. Uh, their products are good. They're light years ahead in technology than a lot of folks are. Uh, but it was a direct mail piece that, that didn't work very well. That's it. So moving to the hateful way to connection, which honestly, that that's, dovetails right into it. The number one of the eight is too broad a message or too targeted a message. And you've talked about this many times, yeah, uh, especially on the targeted side. Yeah, I mean, we, we live in this technology world and these kind of fly-by-night vendors to keep the flight analogy like a local radio station can now do geo-targeted digital ads. I feel like my eighth grade daughter can do it the way I get it sold to me so much. Yeah, it's like all the, we, we keep hearing these pitches because what happens? Everybody's trying to get a bigger share wallet and fight for that and yada, yada, yada in the media side. And like targeting sounds really good. Like I can identify a customer that wants this, that, and the other. And we play into it because we get these, I'm doing air quotes here, targeted digital ads that make it seem like the microphone's on. And we've talked about this somewhat. Generally, that stuff is not because your microphone's on and they're act- actively listening to you. It's you've done activity. You've looked you've looked at a thing around it. And everybody's like, I have done nothing. Like I've th- today was the first day it was mentioned. Well, likely what happened is the, the, the today was the first day it was mentioned to you, but you were in the room with someone else when they were looking for the thing they told you about. And and those things your your phone is tracking that. So it's not actually necessarily audibly listening to you. But anyway, we've we've heard all this, we've got the ads, we just think targeting is the is the you know the the way to go. But in banking, one, it's very difficult to target for a couple of reasons. One, we can't predict when somebody's about to change bank accounts. Regulators and redlining. That's one too. And then the third, I would say Congress has called our social media practitioners on the floor so many times. That what people like Zuckerberg, um, you know, Jack Dorsey left Twitter because I think he's kind of sick of the, well, you know, Elon whatever. Musk is about to own it according to the news this morning. Yeah. But anyway, but what's happening is they're peeling back all the personalization. Those of you who who are practitioners and do um, targeted advertising, their pe- their response was like, okay, then we'll just stop letting you target as much. And then in the financial category, there's actually prohibitive. They will remove your ads. Yeah. And so that's what, but but the other thing is over-targeting leads to over-missing. Like trying to like laser focus on somebody in banking and missing the, the 10 neighbors who hate their bank is generally a bad move. Yeah. So, and I, I'm saying here, that sounds juxtapositions of, or, or opposite of each other, say too broad and too targeted. But you can go too broad. You can just be yeah. out there and be like, we're just sending out to everybody. And, yeah. then, and it's kind of like the whole deal, like if you try to please everybody, you'll please no one. Yeah. So you got to pick what you're doing, but then targeting too tar- too tightly Well, what I've said misses. around the messaging side is, and this is probably the best advice I can give on this podcast that I will have given, is we write ads or I catch banks, and even I catch our, our, my own staff, Trying to write an ad like to everyone, like we're a great bank, we're involved in the community, our people, you know exactly what you see, but it's not written to somebody ready to switch banks. Like you need to be talking to the person, like, hey, don't you hate your bank, or don't you hate this about your bank, or don't you want something better? better if you want experience. to be a positive, yeah. And then you know, but yeah, if you're just like we're nobody cares, yeah, and which moves us to number two. 
from number one, number two is content that's not engaging. And I talk about this all the time with banks, you know, the, the, the drone shot over top of the branch, the, the beautiful looking, super clean teller row with, you know, handshake, the flower, the, the flower store, it's, all, it's always some type of, you know, whatever. And then the open sign switching mm-hmm. or a coffee shop. Cause there's the only, apparently the only two businesses, banks bank are florist and coffee shops, which probably don't bake. Either one of yeah. them regularly. Yeah, and so the, the, and they flip the open sign, and it's not engaging. And it's the story you just said. It's we're a community bank with great people that offers great service, and it's not engaging at all. It's not, but in the in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man leads. Is the and so there are so few banks that actually advertise. It's certainly not engaging, but no. And, and so yeah, I'm talking about the, the hateful way to connection. Mine here with the example I have in in the book that I wrote is. Um, about Jamie Foxx and Verizon, because uh, this was a few years ago. Jamie Foxx had a was doing ads for Verizon, and they just like trotted him out, and he's just talking like there's no mm. there's no stick to it. There's no he's just and, and you know a lot of their ads are just that white room background and mm-hmm. people talking, and I just thought they wasted Jamie Foxx's talent. They try a little more with the SNL actress um, that's this in their current ad campaign now, but it's very similar. She gets to actually say some jokes. Jamie Foxx was just saying, like, you can get on a family plan and call it. Jamie Foxx is a comedian, a, an Oscar award-winning actor. A Grammy uh, award-winning musician, A I Grammy believe. award-winning musician, an impressionist. And they just had him just, like, you or me, without even letting us use personality. Yeah. Just like, go. So I thought it was, it, it didn't engage. Yeah. Because you're expecting, oh, he's got, something's going to happen. And he's just like, try Verizon. Well, well, it's like, was it a Capital One ad where where they let Samuel L. Jackson come out and just cuss? Uh, yeah, they ran it one time and they yeah, pulled it down something. And yeah. just, but, uh, but it was engaging. Also, I'm a Verizon fan, so I'm hating on, I guess, all my all my uh, vendors, my personal vendors. Well, today. Uh, hey, bad advertising helps us Verizon users because that means the network's not clogged up. Exactly. Uh, number three, not taking any risk. And that's a big one I know you've seen with, with potential customers or some customers and, and banking as well. It's always like... Have you seen another bank do this? Or do something original well, well, that another bank has done before? Or, you know, we can't do that because, and look, there are, all advertising has risk. It's even a risk to not advertise. It's also yeah. a risk to just do blase advertising because then your risk is, is losing your money that you put into it. Look, so went, it's all, everything's a risk. I went over and had a great conversation with a bank, I thought. Weeks went by, I didn't hear back. Finally reached out and was like, hey, you know, which is not really my style or, you know, do you want to work with us, whatever. And they were like, no. I was like, well, can you tell tell me why you made a decision not to go with Mavis Agency? <laughs> and they said, and they told me they listened to this, so now you'll know how big of a mistake you, you, you'll know how big of a mistake I think you made the person who did this if you're listening. They, the competitor, they talked to competitor banks. Yeah. And they said, there's this agency, and I'll just say it, a god-awful agency. I looked at their work that knows, that has marketed our area, this specific geography of the country. And so we went with them because they know how to market to our area because they marketed our competitors. They did our competitors' marketing. Marketing, yeah. It's the most myopic, like, you want to look just like your competitors. Where you're going to. The, The person probably knows I... I didn't agree with their decision by my reaction on the phone, but now they definitely have heard it. But like that is maybe somebody else can learn from your mistake is all I'm saying. And like, it, it it's just hilariously silly. 
Yeah. Like you talk to your competitors about who they use and 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 boo to your competitors for like they aren't that good. I'm not going to share my, you know, great secrets with anybody. Well, it, it's and not taking any risk is a risk in itself, but you have to be willing to grab attention. And a lot of times, like our SEC shorts videos, they poke fun at schools. And I've some banks are saying, I don't know how you pull those things off. Like, I'm like, we just, we do because there, yeah, there is a risk. You're going to hurt some alumni's feelings. You're going to hurt some fan base feelings. But at the end of the day, they realize it's a joke that is comedy. And usually most of the pickings on is deserved. Yeah. Like the school did something silly. Probably won't be able to do it in five years because the, you know, everybody gets offended about everything. Oh. And that's just getting to be like, I'll tell you this, as a marketing practitioner and the sensitivity of the world today, and this isn't like old white guy pounding on the table, but like... No, it's actually the opposite. <laughs> we are we are a little too sensitive. I'm... This is actually a liberal mindset thing, That's I would I say. That's what the opposite. That is, y'all, we have to have that freedom of speech. We have to be able to have conjecture and call things out. We can't... Anyway, um, I'm surprised knowing that how some college fans are... It well, has, but, some but, but of them have do, embraced it. Georgia yeah. and uh, to us specifically, and some others have like they embraced it. They were yeah. like, "This is awesome!" Like, there. And here's the other thing: I've heard schools say it helps with like awareness and recruiting. Like, mm-hmm. okay, these guys are being talked about on social media, yeah. Um, because other than Sports Center, that's where the athletes and and folks they're looking for are getting their information. Yeah, and so, and know. they are good natured jokes. They, they, oh, oh, very much so. They did uh, show up with a money bag for one school one time, and that was. But they were. On probation yeah, for they were using money. So uh, number four, don't be only about you. And I think that's a very <laughs> bank thing. Is like Southwest or Chase did it right there. Oh yeah. Hey, hey, hey congratulations. Sell some stuff for us, <laughs> and we'll give you we'll give you five dollars. Yeah. And, and the thing I think about you is a lot of times I, I, I read bank websites for competitors to see what they're doing, and it's all about what they have and not what you, the customer, needs. Yeah. And I've often said the customer journey that's, you know, obviously industry jargon is about the customer and you try to make it more about the journey you want that customer to take. And a lot of times they don't want to. Yeah. You know, they want to go to visit their favorite teller or their drive-thru or whatever. They don't care about. And so you have to adapt for that. And when you make it all about you and not the benefit to the customer, it's, it's not good. So that's number four. Number five and this one, this one, I know some people are going to roll their eyes when I say it, especially in the community bank area, but getting too mission-driven and away from your business in connection. Um, I think mission-driven marketing and missions— We're talking about like sponsorships and community giving and And, and my like point that. is sometimes you, you try to connect too hard with a mission of something, and you miss the fact that you actually are a business that— and I'll say this, I heard this in, in when I took my business classes in college, and it, it's repeated all over. what? Business classes in college. Okay. There's, <laughs> Like singular. No, my my one business. Yeah, class. my one class. No, various classes, classes. taken on business, and this is not original to that. But professors will often say, uh, "There's nothing wrong with a profit." Yeah, you have to make a profit to be able which to pay taxes, which then runs our government and country. Yeah. So, profit is a good thing. Yeah, and there's a mindset that's kind of pushed back against that. Well, but, so especially now that, that that corporations should not make the but money. But getting into that, if you. And you and I have sat on uh, these Shark Tank type local panels and stuff for with startups. And one of the biggest things that irks me is the startup gets up there and the first thing they say, first thing they say, what do they say? Um, I'm going to donate 10% of my profits that that they haven't made the first penny of yet 
to charity. You nailed it. I didn't even have to tell you. We yeah, did, there was yeah. no rehearsal here. Like he knew exactly because I sit there and I say, "You haven't made a profit. You haven't gotten any series whatever funding yet." Like yeah. you, and yet your first thing out of your mouth is not, "Here's the benefit. My product's going to change the world. My product's going to give to a consumer. Here's why you should invest in us." It's, I'm going to give X amount to charity, and I'm just like, "Well, you're already." not thinking about your business. Well, since we've had the airline example going, what I always say in this is there's a reason on the airline when they say when the mask drops, you put on your your oxygen mask before helping others because if you pass out, you can't help anybody else. Make a profit before you decide to help somebody else. And here's the thing, your mindset might change. And I don't mean like whether you're going to give or not. No, you may give. This is not about giving. This is about changing your connection mindset to be too mission driven. But about and forgetting that you're a bank. But since they're like zero bank startups, fintechies. Well, yeah, but banks are going the other way. They're going to shutdowns, not startups, um, with the numbers shrinking, but our sellouts. Anyway, banks still do this, and I, I I urge banks routinely to not do away with 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 giving. Not to give away, not to do away with charitable giving, but remove that from your marketing budget. One, from a moral ethical standpoint, we all do this, like, but but we want to show our community involvement. Yeah, but if you really give charitably, you're not supposed to want anything out of it to benefit. It's it's not a marketing expense. It should be a goodwill thing. Or, I want to, or PR if you have to have it in a bucket that you don't have a goodwill right. bucket. But I'm just saying at the purest intentions, and very rarely do I have those, is <laughs> it's not, you're not supposed to give money to get something back. Like that's not what charity well, is about. Well, if you do, you can't write off the tax right. giving in it. Exactly. So the first thing is separate it from that just so you have that get I do believe banks should give back to the community. We're not saying we're not. Yeah. We're saying when you become so mission driven, because I, I, I'll I say have this. seen banks that that operate. Oh, their whole marketing is give back. They yeah. don't have any like customer acquisition plans. They don't have any uh, automation. They don't have any brand. It's just well, we are out in the community, and here's pictures on social media of us giving checks out. Well, and I'm they, like, well, that's that's mission. That's not marketing. Well, and they think that that's going to engender goodwill. That that in turn. Yes, it may, but not if you don't have a mix of message in there that's like getting here and open a damn checking account at some point. Oh, I mean, I want a digital experience on my app to work. If you've given a million dollars to Boys and Girls Club, which I would happily do if I had the money to give to them. But like at the end of the day, does that donation help my banking experience with that bank? It's just got to be in balance. A balance. But yeah, don't get too far mission driven. And I guess you could say the opposite. Don't get too business driven that you're just hard, cold, yeah. and no connection. Um, number six. Too much following your competition. It's hilarious. We already covered it. I think we just covered that. <laughs> I mean, it, it's the worst, best worst example I've ever heard. Um, and this isn't like collusion stuff. Like, you're not colluding, but you're like looking at what all the other makes. So why aren't we doing that? Well, they're already doing it. You do something to the, make them say that about you and choose your, your, uh, your, lane, you know, stay in your lane, choose your lane. What are you, are you a wealth manager? Are you a mortgage shop? Are you, uh, you know, what's your niche as a bank and then find it, brand it and own it. Don't look at every other bank. I mean, given you can get ideas, we're not in a vacuum here, but my point is don't just be like everyone else. And we already talk about this because of the naming issue with banks. When like 65 to 75%, whatever it is, 65% approximately. No, 80% of banks have share a similar share name. Share a similar name or word. When you put in bank And so of. you've got that. 
You've got the same products. You've got the same regulations. Like, so something's got to set you apart. Yeah. And if you don't brand and you follow your competition, well, now you're just one of whatever it is. Well, I mean, we see that. Look, we see the byproduct of it. And I've, I've de- decried, is that a word? The shrinking of community banks is... So during our lifetime, we have lived when there were the most banks there will ever be in America, probably, which is really weird to think about. Yeah. But they're shrinking because they're all the same. People can't tell the difference, so why not consolidate? And, I mean, that's that's on the bank. It's not some outside force, like, causing – I mean, inflation will and, – and bank issues will obviously exaggerate and exacerbate that, but – so number seven would be disjointed messaging. I think one was the direct mail piece we talked about earlier that was supposed to be a celebration of your anniversary, but then wanted you to buy something and then could like, what did you want me to do? Am I mm-hmm. selling a, a recommendation? Well, even, well, let's go to with a charity big check thing ad. Well, if you did that and said, get in here and open a checking account, like. Yeah, it doesn't w- matter. What? It's disjointed. And we see that a lot with, uh, you know, we're this, but we want you to do that. You know, here are the features, but what's the benefit to me? And so uh, disjointed messaging. And then finally, number eight is not having copy that connects your message. And uh, I, I've mentioned this before that, like, copies, copywriting is a lost art. Like, not, I mean, especially now with the text generation that doesn't actually do long-form writing of any sort through their education. They may write an essay, but it's it's whatever that teacher wants them to write. It's not necessarily written for persuasion yeah. or rhetoric. Uh, which we had rhetoric. Did you take that as a class? Mm-hmm. I had that as a as a standalone class. I had a rhetoric class in college, and it was one of the best classes I took. Um, yes, but it was part of political science. Yeah, so it was a, about yeah. write, speech writing and rhetoric, and yeah. I loved that class. It was yeah. just great. Uh, you'd study a speech, then try to write one a modernization of some former speech. But anyway, point being is. When your copy doesn't connect, you could also say when your visual. I should have. I mean, when your visuals don't connect either. Right. Audio visual sync. I mean, you you send me a postcard and it doesn't have a demographic that looks like me or that feels like me in it. And look, you can't always get it right. I know these are mass mailings and I'm making a maybe a bad example, but my point is try to match it what with what, like, I'm a Tennessee alum, so if you could connect that and get too targeted, yeah. maybe like, is it an orange piece of mail? I'm just making yeah. this up, but like, right. and then the copy in there would say, hey, you're a volunteer, do this, da-da-da. We have a, a credit card with Tennessee on it, but like, that connect with me copy-wise. Yeah. It would, but I mean, what we're talking about there is just within the message itself. Yeah, that's probably like, a bad example, but yeah, anyway. Is don't make it about Tennessee and never mention, ten- like... The bad, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, so my point is the copy has to sync up with whatever the messaging, the benefit, and what you're trying to sell. So to quickly review here as we come to the end of our 30-minute barrage of uh, items, number one... Of the hateful aid of connection, things you should not do is make your message too broad or too targeted. Number two, uh, don't waste your time, money, and efforts on content that is not engaging, which then leads uh, logically to the next. Um, you've got to take risk. So by not taking risk, uh, you can't. In, you won't engage. You won't find yourself. You'll find yourself just getting lost in the world of advertising. Number four, don't be about you. Uh, it's about your customer or the message or the benefit of the product, not about you. Uh, and that, that I think one we didn't mention that I think about is when banks celebrate their birthdays. Yeah. I always think, like, does anyone care if your bank is five or 105 years old? If you're getting service, your money's safe, uh, you're having the experience digitally, what, I don't know that the birthday matters. Yeah. But I see every bank wants to celebrate a birthday, including ours. 
So, yeah. And I can't win when I say like, well, let's, let's don't spend time on this. It's something to post. It, it is. But, but like you said, not engaging, not risky, you know, whatever. So I would also temper that and say not everything has to be risky and, you well, know, all that. You totally know, just, true. Just for the audience. Totally true. Totally. Yeah, they go out, I'm not but, saying go out and hire Mike Tyson to be your spokesperson or something. Yeah. But could be awesome, by the way. Brand ambassador Mike but, Tyson. Um, but anyway, uh, and I like Especially Mike. if you're the bank that figures out we marketing. Well, yeah. He, well, he's he, – the Vander Holyfield ears, they're so they – you can't even get them. The gummy – we did gummy ears that with a chunk bit out called called Mike Bites. Yeah, and they're sold out. Uh, there's a whole big article. In I them. wonder if Evander could. I think it was in the Times. Could sue, there's an article could about sue it. for some royalties of that. He may be paying him. I don't know, but Mike Bites. And there's a big article in the in the uh, paper about it. In the weed papers. Yeah, because that's what I read, of course. Uh, it was in the weeds, but you had to find it. Anyway, um, don't be only about you. I think I said that. Uh, number five, getting too mission-driven and away from your business, or maybe the opposite, being too business-driven and away from the mission. Again, balance. Everything's about balance. Number six, uh, too much following your competition. Uh, if you get lost in following competition, you'll become one of them, and then you're not who you'll you cease are. to exist. Yeah. And uh, number seven, disjointed messaging. Make sure you know... Uh, um, what you're doing. Oh, I had the example in here I just saw about disjointed message. You'll remember this, the Skittles Walmart Jurassic Park oh, yeah. piece. There was an ad, and in, in, it was an online ad, and it was we couldn't tell who it was for. It was a Skittles Jurassic Park Walmart promotion, but it, it was like, Jurassic Park has a movie coming out. Get your Skittles at Walmart today. But it's at, only at the theater, so... It, it was a weird ad, so my point was... And the was, landing page there was just a find, a, like, the Walmart location page. Yeah. That was the landing page Yeah, for it. so it was very disjointed. Like, am I going to a movie? Am I going to Walmart? And why is Skittles even involved in this equation? So it's very weird. And then number eight is having not having copy that connects your message. So that goes kind of along with disjointed, but copy that's, I don't know, about something else, but you're trying to sell a product, or it's about selling a product, but it doesn't talk about the benefits as features driven or something that doesn't sell the benefits. So anyway, those are the hateful eight of connection. We apologize to any brands that were mentioned in somewhat of a negative light because we actually, I think everyone... And also, we will, you're welcome. You're we're welcome. things out. And we, if, we've send, if we send or see things positively about you, we will, uh, we will talk about those as well. But this was the hateful eight. So when we get yeah. to the grateful next week of what, or in two weeks of the next one, we'll, uh, we'll find somebody good to talk about there. So anyway, for the Marketing Money Podcast, we'll sign off. See ya. and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mavis Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.